1: Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour ish of sweet, juicy content. Mm, mm, mm content. Just one more thing don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast, it's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
2: Today's big debate on Twitter is about whether or not we should be teaching kids Latin in schools. And whether or not it's important to even know Latin. In the UK, they're talking about this is the country where we can barely get a C in GCSE French going, "Uh, Bonjour, je m'appelle Alec, j'adore un caf. And they think we should all be, be learning Latin. To that, I say, et unus, which is the Latin for do one.
1: It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman.
2: Wizard Radio, good afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman. How are you? Uh, KSI started us off, followed by Maisie Peters. And here we are for another Saturday afternoon together. I hope your week has been very lovely my mind been all right yeah it's been okay i've got quite wet a lot because it's been raining and that's rubbish um i'm quite tired because i've just been doing loads of things but it's very lovely to be on and hanging out with you that is the best way to spend a saturday afternoon it's fact scientifically proven on the show today um the, the collapse of civilization it will happen in the next three hours and 50 minutes i'm told or if not we can talk about it after four o'clock i think that needs to be done Have you been watching the Olympics? There's been some tennis going on and I would like to talk specifically about Novak Djokovic's tennis racket as well before the end of the show. We need to talk about Arthur. We need to do Mask Watch. We need to talk about AirPods in about 10 minutes time. And we need to do a totally accurate 60 second guide and we need to play what's going on. This is all of the utmost importance that this all happens between now and 5 p.m. So it will, with me. Uh, Also playing the Kid Leroy's new song in a second and Role Model and Khalid. All of that is on the way before about half past three. So not not that long to wait if you like either of those songs. Before we get into the show properly, I want to talk about the best and worst things in the world this week, as we do every week. I just like to rank things. It helps me sort through them in my brain. And so let's talk first of all about the worst thing in the world this week which is the marble arch mound have you seen the pictures of this it's in london you know in london if you've ever been i'm from there i haven't been for a very long time um i might be going next week actually that's exciting i think i am uh, there's the marble arch right it's in central london it's near it's by one end of hyde park it's right at the end of a very very long road that was built by the romans fun fact called edgware road and they've just built this big march March. <laughs> they've built this big arch out of, you guessed it, marble at the bottom. And it's, it's you know, quite an iconic landmark. Lots of people know it. Lots of people have seen it. It's been there for, I don't know, a very long time. But someone, at some point, was like, Marble Arch, it's alright. It's a bit boring. What if we improve it? And so they've built this other landmark or they've tried to, behind Marble Arch, directly behind it, which is like a big mound covered in either real or fake grass, I'm not sure what it is. And you've seen... I've seen the CGI renders of what they thought it would look like, and then I've seen what it's actually looking like, and it's rubbish. It looks so... unimpressive. And it's just like some scaffolding with some astroturf on top, and it costs like eight quid to walk up to the top, where you can see not a lot, because all the views are blocked by some real nature, aka trees. And everyone's just been hating on it this week because it's terrible and it costs about 4 million quid, I think. Why? Why would you try and improve something that's already quite good? So that's the worst thing in the world this week, even though it is actually quite funny. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get to see it on my brief trip to London next weekend, unless I get pinged first, if I'm extra lucky. However, onto to some better things. The best thing in the world this week is the fact that I have had a second COVID vaccine. Yes, I'm clapping myself because I'm, I'm really happy and there's no one else to. Two jabs. Um, you might be feeling a bit jealous of me. I know a lot of people who are like under 18 are probably listening right now and you're not allowed to jab until you turn 18. So you might have weeks, months, years to wait, but I've got number two and I'm very happy about it. Then let me get it it's like six and a half weeks after my first one which I don't think they're really allowed to do, but for some reason they were like, hey, would you like to rebook? And I was like, yes, I would. I've spent the last 18 months living in fear. No more. Um, so I'm second Jabs happened yesterday. More on that in a bit, but I'm very happy about that. So that is the best thing in my world this week. Another best thing in the world. I think we got to give a mention to Tom Daly. And the Olympics, I have, I've been sort of half watching them. I'm not massively into like athletics and all that kind of stuff. I find it a bit dull. I can get on board with the Euros, but the Olympics just, nah, not really for me. But I'm very happy that Tom Daly's finally won a gold because think about how long Tom Daly has been in all of our like consciousnesses. Tom Daly was like, how would it be, 13, 14 when he first became famous for being a really good diver. And that was ages ago. He's been in, like, four Olympics since, let's see, the Tokyo ones. Where were they before now? Were they in, like, was it Rio? Tokyo, Rio, London. Was he in Beijing as well? He must have been. So he's been diving for ages. And every time everyone's like, oh, Tom Daly is brilliant. But every time he's just on the day, he's not quite achieved. And he's always sort of let let himself down a little bit in the past and this time he's finally got what he sort of deserves and he got his gold medal with his diving partner and it's all really wonderful and happy and you know i'm just happy for the guy so that, that's made me happy and also the fact that he knits his own pouches that he's now going to keep his gold medal in that's <laughs> very endearing so those though yeah those are my favorite things in the world this week me getting my second jab obviously i'm invincible now and tom daly getting his gold after like four attempts is very very good news as is his little knitted pouch so that's what we're enjoying this week and also laughing at the rubbishness of the Marvel arch mound now we have established all of that we can continue with the show coming up next you know airpods I've been saying this for years. They're a massive scam. I have yet more evidence to prove it, which I'll present to you after the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber with his stay on Wizard Radio. The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber with Stay. This is Wizard Radio with Alec Felban. afternoon. How is it going? Uh, role model is coming up, so is Khalid. But the big the big AirPod scam, we need to talk about this. Let's talk about the big AirPods scam. So AirPods. I'm an AirPod skeptic. I always have been. I don't own any. I don't want to own any. I bought a phone recently that doesn't have like a headphone socket and I refuse point blank to get wireless headphones because I so strongly believe that they are a massive scam. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Headphones were fine as they were. You plug them into your phone. Every single phone in the world had the exact same adapter, the, like the plug thing for headphones. So you could use any pair of headphones with any phone, any laptop, any iPod. It all just worked. It was really good for for the consumer in that regard because you'd never have to like buy new headphones unless you wanted to, it just just worked. Okay, that was why they were good for one thing. Number two, they never run out of battery, obviously because you you plugged them in. They didn't need a battery. So you'd never be in a situation where you go to listen to some music and then suddenly you discover that you can't because the batteries run out and you're like, oh no, I should have charged them. None of that with with traditional headphones because they didn't need to be charged. They just plugged in and they just worked. And that is what was so great about wired headphones. Now you look at wireless headphones, you look at AirPods, you look at phone companies taking the headphone port out of their phones. So you have to buy some special type of headphone or an adapter or whatever. They always run out of battery because they have their own batteries, yet another thing that always needs charging. And, you know, different things work with specific devices. Makes it harder to get, like, the right things, and you always have to buy new things. Not cool. Plus, and this is the obvious point, headphones, they're really small. I'm talking specifically about, like, earphones here. Maybe not the big ones that go, like, over your head but earphones, the ones most people use when they're on like the bus or they're out running or anything, they're really small, they're very tiny. And if you were to misplace them, it would be very easy to never see them again. Leave them somewhere, that would be really easy, or just like they fall out and you don't know where it's gone. Again, so, so easy. And so I don't really know why, from like a consumer perspective, wireless headphones would ever, ever make sense. But from a, a company perspective, having things that need charging, need replacing, and need lose, get lost all the time, very good for the, the companies, your Apples and your Beats and whoever. So I understand why they want us to use wireless headphones like AirPods, but terrible for us, massive scam, but they've somehow sold it to you that like, oh, you look really cool if you've got wireless headphones. And if you have wired headphones, you're a loser. I refuse to give in to this. I always have done. Now, I have proof that I was right all along. Because, you know, you know, Airpods, the headphones that are famously wireless. They don't have any wires. You just pop them in your ears. They're not attached to anything. People have started making chains for your AirPods. Airpod chains so that you can attach the AirPods to a chain and then put that chain around your neck so that you don't lose your AirPods. Isn't that clever? You get chains for your AirPods so you don't lose them because they're wireless. That makes them really easy to lose. Hang on a minute. I thought they told us, the companies, the big tech bros, that we didn't need wires on our headphones anymore and we'd never lose them. So why are they then trying to sell us chains so that we can wear them around our neck? That's a bit funny, isn't it? Maybe. It's like the thing they told us to do was wildly impractical. And actually, they are really easy to lose unless they're attached to something. And maybe we do need things attached to our headphones. You see, I told you it was a scam. And this is this is further proof that I was right. But you know what else is sort of making me laugh about it? It reminds me of of Yanana. Because You know, people with glasses, when they get a bit older, they're always losing their glasses. And so you get to a certain age where you're like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to put my glasses on a chain around my neck and that way I won't lose them. That's what's happening with AirPods now. So instead of old people putting glasses on a chain around their neck, old people in the future are just going to have their AirPods on a chain around their neck. Why why is this happening? Why can we not just go back to wired headphones with those little like 3.5 millimeter jack things? It was so much better. It was it is a scam anyone that says it's not a scam is lying to themselves because it quite obviously is and I have just proven it more conclusively than I have done in the past chains for your airpods classic old people thing right coming up next I would like to tell you more about the fact that I am double vaccinated not that I'm showing off or anything this is role model forever more on wizard radio right now role model and forever and more on wizard radio good afternoon it's alec feldman i'll play you khalid in a second but i mentioned this about 10 minutes ago i am now a double vaxxed individual i don't want to show off about it but i totally do want to show off about it because i'm feeling really smug about this i've been waiting so long to have two vaccines when did they when did they announce that they they'd like they'd worked out that they can make a vaccine against covid it's like december last year wasn't it And obviously they did all the like the old people first you know fair enough and they've been working their way down and obviously because i am very 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 lucky in that i'm young and healthy and have basically nothing wrong with me at the moment thankfully thankfully if you're into superstition touch wood and all that so i'm very low on the priority list so i don't really mind that i've had to wait seven months it's just you know i'm ready for it now and i finally got it which has just made me so happy. Got my first one a few weeks ago, did a walk-in, and felt really smug that I'd managed to get a walk-in before we were, like, officially allowed at my age. And then, like, two days later, they were like, yeah, and now, like, under-23s can have it. And so I only got an advance of two days. But then this time around, I booked it in, my second one, for, like, 12 weeks after the first. And then they were like, oh, do you want to change it? And I was like, yes. So I got eight weeks after the first. But then... They text me this week whoever they are i don't know chris witty or someone and they're like do you want to move it again there's appointments this week and i was like oh, yes i do so i managed to get a second vaccine after six and a half weeks so that's good um and now i've i've had two i, I tell you what I, I nearly killed myself trying to get there because i didn't leave a long enough time and was like cycling uphill as fast as i could and i got there and I was just a hot sweaty mess and they're like. Are you okay? Have you had a temperature recently? And I'm just like, no, no, I'm just really sweaty because I've cycled up a hill and I left it too late to leave. But they gave it me and they gave me a sticker, which is good because the first time I had one, they didn't give me a sticker and I was really upset. But this time I've had a sticker. I'm going to treasure it forever to remind me of, you know, the good times of this pandemic that we're living through. But now, as everybody knows, I've had two vaccines which makes me quite literally invincible. That's how, that's how the science works, right? Like you have your two vaccines and then you are immediately completely immune to not only COVID, but all types of illness. Is that how it well, I assume so. I wasn't really listening to Chris Whitty and Boris's press conference on that particular subject, but I, I got the general gist of what they were saying. So basically, I am now literally invincible i cannot get COVID, no matter how hard i try so what should i do with that newfound freedom what would you do if you were in my position maybe you are maybe you're not and you're really jealous of me i quite like the idea of people being a bit jealous of me because it doesn't happen very often so what should i do now then i could go out and lick things i could go on the tube when i'm back next week and lick the handlebars I could, I don't know, I might just start eating things off the floor just because... I tell you what, now I'm double vaccinated. Does the five second rule go out the window? Is that how it works? I can just eat food off the floor, no problem, after any amount of time. What else am I now invincible against? I can... I mean, obviously I can like hug people and stuff. That'd be nice. But also if I wanted to, I could... I don't know. I just want to lick things. All I can think of is like licking... Filthy modes of transport. I could lick a tram. I could lick the tube. I could lick the bus. So much that I want to lick. <laughs> but I feel like there's better things I can do with my newfound invincibility. Can you still get like um, pinged if you double jump? You can, can't you? I'm not. I'm not invincible against that. But everything else, it's a free for all. What should I do with my newfound freedom? Sweaty house parties because that's totally my vibe. If you've got any ideas about how I can use my invincibility now, I'm double-jabbed. Send them my way, please. Um, 07807 183 538 is my number. You can email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk or on the Instagram DMs and the Twitter at wizradio. What would you do if you were in my position right now? You've had your two vaccines, you can't get COVID, but it's scientifically impossible for legal reasons. I know this isn't true. What to do next? What do you lick? What do you touch? Where do you go? Who do you do it with? I need inspiration because I'm a, I'm a new man now, thanks to this vaccine, and not just because I've got excellent five G reception. You do that. Send in your ideas so you can help me out because I very much appreciate that. In the meantime, I want to play you Conan Gray and this from Khalid. It's New Normal on Wizard Radio
1: alec feldman on wizard radio mediocre broadcasting since 2017.
2: wizard radio playing conan gray and people watching and khalid You know before that i'm alec hello el divine is coming up and devon again and we'll do what's going on before four o'clock as well as we do every saturday afternoon i was saying before how i am now double vaxxed i've had two shots of pfizer um, everybody always asks, oh, the two questions when you're like, oh, I've been vaccinated. The two questions everyone always asks are, number one, what vaccine have you got? As if, you know, <laughs> there's anything that can really be like a follow up to that. Like, oh, oh, no, no, you got an AstraZeneca. Oh, waste of space, that one. Like, no, because they're all equally good, pretty much. Um, I've, I've got two Pfizer's, in case you're interested. The other question is, they go, oh, oh have you had any side effects? Uh, the answer is not really. Didn't get any from the first one except I slept like a baby that night. And the second one, again, slept like a baby. It was such a good night's sleep. I don't even remember going to sleep. I just remember waking up at 2 a.m. being like, hang on, why is the light on? And why is my phone just on my bed? And the answer was because i just fallen asleep without realising. Um, uh, but also I'm just knackered now. So I don't know if that's because I'm actually tired from the vaccine or just I've done lots of stuff. But th- those are the answers to those two questions that everybody asks, even though they're not that interesting. The other question I asked you is, what do I do now? Because obviously I'm invincible. I've got two vaccines. I had my second yesterday, which means I literally can't get COVID. It's impossible. It's not, by the way, just, just so you know, just in case anyone's like, what's he on about? I'm joking. I obviously know that eight, there's a two week like period for it to become effective. And then even then you're only like 95% protected. I know, I know, I know, I know. Just, just for the radio, what should I do now that I am invincible? I know I'm not invincible. And uh, Daniel's been on. He says, I've heard a rumor that if you get double jabbed, you can actually jump off a bridge or step in front of moving traffic. And apparently you won't get hurt or anything. I don't know how it works. Don't know, like if you jump, you suddenly grow wings or just the impact doesn't hurt you. But apparently it's pretty incredible. You should give it a try, Alec. How rude. I know that's not true, Daniel. Are you you having a laugh? Are you trying to prank me? I'm not going to do that because that is very dangerous and nobody should do that. And having two COVID vaccines doesn't actually stop any of those things from happening. Despite your best attempts to pull the wool over my eyes, I saw through it. (laughs) You know know what? It would be good though, because I feel like in my head, this is what's happened. Getting the COVID vaccine and getting two jabs is a bit like getting the, you know, the gold star in uh, Mario when you're just immune to everything for like a few seconds. And you're like, oh, my God, I can go faster and I can like crash into people and they'll just fly off and I can't get struck by lightning or hit by shells and I can go through objects and then it turns out you can't go through objects and also if you fall off the edge of the course, that also, it doesn't stop you from doing that either. It's a bit like that. You think you're invincible, but then you're like, oh, actually, hang on. Things can still go wrong. Oh, I haven't played Mario in ages. I need to play some some Mario Brothers when I go home, I think i'm going home next weekend i've mentioned it like three times already i'm very excited um but in short (laughs) no i'm not going to play in traffic now i've had two vaccines i know that that won't work uh lily says alec haven't you heard the five second rule doesn't go entirely it turns into the 10 minute rule if you've had both vaccines oh okay lily because i said before now now i've had two vaccines you know the five second rule doesn't apply you can eat food off the floor any length of time after you've dropped it but uh, Lily said that's not actually true it just is increased to 10 minutes she says I dropped a Cheerio on the floor in the kitchen last week after I had my second vaccine oi oi second vaccine club but I only noticed about 10 minutes later and I was like you know what I've had my second vaccine let's give it a go tasted a bit fuzzy but overall it wasn't too bad so it must be true it's very exciting because I think all the food I've missed out on eating because I've dropped it and couldn't pick it up fast enough. I can now eat. The possibilities are limitless. Um, here's the thing with that one, Lily. You know when you say it tasted a bit fuzzy? Did it really? Like did? Because real talk, when when things get dropped on the floor, it's not really like. I mean, I suppose it is dirt off the floor a little bit, but it's not really changing whilst it's on the floor, is it? Like physically, it's just the bacteria and all the germs that you can't see. So. Having, having a Cheerio on the floor for 10 minutes, you wouldn't really expect that to make any difference to the actual taste of the Cheerio unless you drop it in something. It would just pick up loads of bacteria that would multiply. But that's, that wouldn't make it taste different, would it? <laughs> so so when you say the Cheerio tastes a bit fuzzy, that, I think that's all in your head. <laughs> I don't think it actually tasted any different at all, but you just think it did. I think that's what's going on here. Um, but thank you for your message anyway. Who else have we got? We've got Benny. Hello, Benny. I say, I don't know he says. Um, oh, wait. I don't know. <laughs> I can't read. I'm tired. Can you tell? I don't know about if you've had two jabs, but I wonder what would happen if you had two jabs of both Pfizer and AstraZeneca. So four jabs. I don't think that would even be possible. But imagine if you got some incredible abilities from it. Like you could regrow lost arms or legs like a worm grows back if you cut one of its head off that would be huge says Benny do, do worms have two heads is that how they work 'Cause they're one on both ends I feel like that rings a bell but then but then cartoon worms they've only got one head so something's not right somewhere along the line but that's not really the purpose of Benny's message that would be cool um, do you think because they're saying you might be able to mix jabs in future aren't they like I think they're testing out whether it works and gives you more or less protection. But also they're saying there might be booster jabs in the future, so you could end up if they if they let you have mixed booster jabs, you could put this to the test and see if you do get some kind of superpower from having like four jabs of different kinds. Would you be like 180% protected? Because that would be really good. You'd be you'd be more protected than than you even exist, and that would be brilliant. Um but I don't think, I don't want to try it just in case. And also I haven't had quadruple jabs yet, but I don't think that you'll be able to regrow limbs regardless of which or how many COVID vaccines you've had, unfortunately. But I'm sure they're working on that one as well, the, the scientists, when they've, when they've dealt with this pandemic, they'll, they'll work out how you can regrow limbs and stuff, but not yet, not yet. Aaron's been on as well. Apparently, once you're double jabbed, Marmite doesn't taste or smell bad to you anymore. Something to do with the antibodies in your system, how it reacts with the Marmite to make you actually like the smell and taste of it. This isn't verified, but you know, it feels like it might be plausible. Mm, well, I've, I've always liked Marmite. I've eaten Marmite since I was little. So have I always had immunity to COVID? Is this why I haven't got it yet? Because I, I can eat Marmite, therefore I'm immune to COVID-19? Maybe, I, I, I don't know. But if the marmite's what's keeping me, keeping me healthy, then I'll eat some more Marmite. No problem. But those are some very good ideas. I'm not going to... Well, except the one that said I should jump off a bridge. I'm not doing that. But everything else, yeah. 10-minute rule, why not? Regrow your limbs, absolutely. Thank you very much for your excellent suggestions. Now I am invincible. Disclaimer, I know that I'm not invincible and it's 90% effective and you need to wait two weeks. Blah, 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 blah. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you. Let's play Eldivine and Priorities. And then I do have some more COVID content for you, actually, after that. It's a COVID-heavy show, everyone. Wizard Radio playing Eldivine and Priorities. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. How's it going? Coming up, we'll do what's going on in a little bit. And now I would like to talk to you about a cause very close to my heart. This is Mask Watch. That's the, that's the, the Crime Watch theme. Yeah, anyway, that's enough of that. Um, So face masks, as of two weeks ago, not compulsory in the UK, unfortunately. I don't really know why they've done that. I've I've sort of talked about this throughout the whole pandemic. I'm naturally way more cautious, right, about a lot of things. But there are some things that to me just make sense, even if you're going to reopen stuff when you do. Like the masks, they're like the best thing you could possibly do because I saw this graphic. I think it was real. It seemed fairly well, like research and stuff. If you've got COVID and you're wearing a mask, then you're like 90, the chance that you'll spread COVID whilst wearing a mask is like 5%. If someone else is wearing a mask as well, that goes down to 1.5%. There's a 1.5% chance that a person with COVID in a mask, talking to a person without COVID in a mask will like transmit COVID. And it seems so obvious, like make wearing masks, it's not a big deal, is it? It's really easy. Like I'm so in the habit of it now. It doesn't really make a difference to your life. It doesn't take away your freedom or whatever. Just a really, really simple way you can massively reduce the spread of this virus that's like ruined all of our lives for the last year and a bit. So I'm very, 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 very pro masks. So that's where I'm coming to this from. Um, sorry if you're not keen on them. Um, and they stopped being compulsory like two weeks ago. And I was in a Primark a couple of weeks ago as well, like just after they'd stopped. And I'd say about like 50% of people were wearing masks. And I was like, okay, this is this is kind of, doesn't look great if only half the people are still bothering to wear masks. And and it's kind of got worse. I haven't really been to the shops a lot because I'm busy. But I was in, I'll tell you where I was in. Don't judge me for this. I was in M&S yesterday. I don't normally shop at M&S, but it was the only shop that was near where I was getting my vaccine. So I was like, yeah, let's go to M&S. Why not? Treat myself. (laughs) So I went to M&S. And in M&S, it was like, I was like the only one wearing a mask. What's going on? Why? Like, why? Do people think it's over? Literally, when I was at the vaccination centre as well, there were... There were these two people that were coming in just as i was leaving and the woman on the door was like have you have you guys got face masks and the woman whilst literally going to get her covid 19 vaccination was like i mean, i thought you didn't have to wear masks anymore <laughs> as if they're gonna let you not wear a mask in a literal vaccination center against coronavirus are you stupid um, and <laughs> they got sent away to go and buy a mask before they were allowed in which i thought was quite funny but literally, nobody seems to be wearing them anymore, I don't get it. Because it's such an easy way and it just makes you feel a bit better, doesn't it? Even though it doesn't really protect you, it protects other people. So that's, that's my sort of rant of the day, that nobody's wearing masks. And the reason I'm, talking, I'm mentioning this is because I saw an article in The Guardian and it says 95% of people are still wearing their face masks when they're inside. And I read it and I was like, pfft, no they're not the the proof of my eyes says that 95% of people are liars so everybody basically is not wearing a mask but saying they are which is weird, I, I don't really know why, but that concludes today's edition of Mask Watch more mask news another time this is Devon again, Suburbia on Wizard Radio this is Wizard Radio and that was Devon again with Suburbia Have I mentioned that I'm going home next weekend and I'm going to be returning to suburbia? Yeah, only once or twice, right? This is how excited I am when I go home next weekend. First time in like 11 months, so it's it's good. Anyway, this is Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. Thank you for listening. This is what we do every Saturday between 3 and 5 p.m. And at about 5 to 4, I like to play a little game with you. That game is called What's Going On? It even has its own sound effect. I mean, that was obviously me doing it with the Echo Live, obviously. So in What's Going On, you have to work out what is happening in a little sound clip that I play. you. It's only usually like 10, 15 seconds. Hasn't really got much talking. Most of the time, it is just some sounds, but I've taken it from a video that's made me laugh. And you have to try and work out what the noise is that you're hearing. what like What is actually taking place in the video itself. It's a game that really encourages creativity, I like to think, because you've got to properly use your imagination to be like, what could that be? And that's what I want you to do. You don't have to be right. Nobody's ever right, really. Occasionally, you get one that's kind of obvious, but most of the time, everyone's wrong, but we all have a lovely time, and I think that's a great, a great lesson to take in life. <laughs> Everybody's wrong, but we'll have fun. So that's how it works. Send in your guesses to me. I'll give you the number in a second, but all you need to do is have a guess to find out what is happening in a clip, and the clip for this week sounds like this. Now, my initial reaction is that that sounds like some kind of motorised vehicle. That is what it sounds like, um, and it sounds like it's moving as well. And if you know, I don't know if you can you can notice, but if you listen to it again. kind of gets louder, doesn't it? And then it gets a bit quieter. So it sounds like it's like getting closer, but then getting further away. Maybe. Am I imagining that or am I not? I don't, I don't know. But that's what I'm hearing. No, no words at all in this one. Just a motorized vehicle. And there's also another noise. If you can, you can pick that out. There's the, the, like the noise that sounds like a, whatever it is, the engine or the, I don't know, the blades. there's another noise like a constant noise in the background that's like a, a constant rhythm like that like someone clapping or something i don't know what that is so this one might be quite difficult but i enjoy making it difficult because we get the best answers so what do you think is happening there send me your best guesses on this number 07807 that is 07807 183 538. Save it in your phone. Save it as Alex. Save it as Wizard Radio so you've always got it there. You can tweet me as well if you would like with your guesses at Wiz Radio or on Instagram, we are the same, at Wiz Radio. Or if you've got so much to say that you need to fit it in an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Just tell me what you think is the accompanying visual to this Any thoughts? Let me know. 07807 183 538. 07807 183 538. That is the number you can find me on. One more time for the clip. What is going on here? That has to be right just creative and that's how what's going on works and we'll continue our game of what's going on before the end of the show at about 10 to 5 on that one next I would like to pay tribute in about 10 minutes time to one of the greatest TV shows of all time that's been cancelled this week. The the absolute greatest I've heard Simon Cowell's really upset about it But I'll just I want to pay tribute to that In about 10 minutes I'll play you Taylor Swift as well And Olivia Rodrigo But we'll get the news now It's almost 4 o'clock
1: I, the voiceover guy
2: Have been paid a small one-off fee To let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Taylor Swift and 22 on Wizard Radio Afternoon Alec Feldman here Coming up We'll have Baby Queen in a minute. We'll have Lil Nas X. We'll have Beer and Central C all on the way in the next half hour or so-ish. Now, though, I want to talk about one of the biggest news stories of the week. A TV show has been cancelled. A TV show that generations have grown up watching. A TV show that's been on for as long as we can remember. And it's given us some iconic moments, some iconic people, some iconic memes and it's just not gonna be on anymore. And I'm really sad about it. And I think lots of people will be really sad about it, actually, but as you know, as well as all that, of course it is all about the music and it's given us some iconic songs as well. I am of course talking about the show, Arthur. Obviously, what else would I be talking about? It's gotta be Arthur, right? And it's been canceled. It's been on the telly for like 24 years and it has finally been decided that there aren't going to be any more series. I'm really sad about it, genuinely, because it's, it's. I grew up with Arthur. If you don't know what Arthur is, I mean, where have you been? He's the aardvark, Arthur the aardvark, who wears glasses, even though his ears are like on the top of his head, and the, the meme with the fist and the orange jumper, that's Arthur. And he's got his best friend Buster the Baxter, Buster the Baxter, <laughs> Buster the Bunny, Buster Baxter, and all this stuff. And it's just, it's like the moral compass for so many kids growing up. And it did, I remember there was an episode they did where Mr Ratburn, who's the teacher, got married to a man and that was like groundbreaking. And loads of American states were like, we're not showing this because we're weird and homophobic. But, well, you know, what a great thing to do on kids telly. And it's all it's all great, except it's now been cancelled. And I'm very sad. But like I said, I want to pay tribute to Arthur, the show that we've all grown up with by reliving some of its best musical moments. I know it wasn't like a musical show generally, but they did actually do songs sometimes. And I wanted to to relive a few of them, okay? So there was an episode. I can't quite remember why, but it was like a musical. And they did a song about the the book Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, listen to this back. Cuz I was Jekyll
3: Jekyll Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde Hyde Jekyll, Jekyll. Jekyll Hyde, Jekyll
2: Hyde. Go on, Brain, sing it. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, catchy chorus
1: I had to stop. I threw that
2: potion, away. potion away See that's like, that's like a proper song it's really catchy So the Jekyll and Hyde song that was good but they did all sorts of genres they did like musical theatre they also did rap Oh yeah Arthur was cool Arthur got straight listen to this What a tune What's the song called? Uh, it's, it's about going to the library, obviously. Having
3: fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Yeah. Having fun isn't hard
1: Woo! when you've
3: got a library
1: card. No, it's not.
3: Come on inside. We've got everything you need. There's plenty to do or you could just sit and read. This Spit those bars. This make paper planes. This show you mountain range terrain.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. Breakdown.
3: Find How the good moon. is this? Explore the ocean floor. Find out which one's a tiller and which one is the art Here's Charlie and the chocolate Factory. I love this song.
2: I think about this at least once a week.
3: Having fun is hard. When, when you've
2: got, got a library card. Everybody, having fun isn't hard. hard. When, when you've got, got a library card. card. So that, there's that one, which is good. But my favourite ever song from Arthur that me and my sister genuinely reference all the time is this one. There was an episode where Buster had been away for a while and then he came back. This
1: is the story about the face on the cake. Face on the cake. Buster Baxter.
2: He was the bunny, obviously.
1: Baby boy bunny Buster Baxter was born eight years ago. Mm -hmm. At first all he did was cry and eat and eat and eat and grow, eat and grow. This
2: is being sung by a a singing moose, by the way a historic day. historic day they
1: always had lots of fun they like to read and play
2: and this is the chorus this is the bit I sing all the time then
1: one day Buster found out it was, was what
2: gonna go all go. oh, right this isn't actually the chorus I was wrong <laughs> the chorus is coming up in a
1: second
2: but I love this song I learned it on piano once everybody Buster Baxter
1: went away left his friends We're travelling
2: this is what he found oh see I love I love the ballad of Buster Baxter I'm so glad that I finally had the opportunity to play it on the radio but there's only one song that Arthur's known for so we've got to play this and I'm genuinely going to play two minutes of this because it's what Arthur would have wanted this is Ziggy Marley
3: every day when you're walking down the street
2: yes that is Bob's son and
3: everybody that you meet As an original point of view And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day If you could learn to work and play And get along with each other You got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat Listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street Open up your eyes, open up your ears, get together and make things better by working together. It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. Believe in, Believe your self, in yourself, or that's the place to start. Started I say hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If we can learn to work and play and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat. Listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street Open up your eyes, open up your ears Get together and make things better By working together It's a simple message And it comes from the heart Oh, believe in yourself For that's the place to start Start I say Hey, what a wonderful kind of day If we could learn to work and play And get along with you what a wonderful kind
2: of day That we can learn to work and play And get along with each other What a wonderful kind of day What a wonderful kind of day Hey, kind of day. hey. hey DW! Hey! What? <laughs> Arthur, we'll miss you. Goodbye, old friend. Wizard Radio playing uh, Baby Queen and U-shaped hole, it's Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. <laughs> oh, I'm still sad about Arthur. But we must move on uh, because the Olympics are on at the minute. You know what I'm finding weird about the Olympics? A lot of the time in the Olympics, you get like people... Oh, There's obviously the people that are famous in their field. But when you get sports being played in the Olympics that already have their own formal competitions outside of the Olympics, a lot of the time it's weird because in like the Olympic football, I don't think we send like the people that normally play football in the UK, Do, do we? I don't think so. We haven't got like the England team representing Team GB at the Olympics, have we? But in the tennis, the Olympic tennis, it genuinely is all the like the normal tennis players. It's just another competition to them. So you've got like Andy Murray in the Olympics, and Roger Federer is here. I don't know, but Novak Djokovic is in the Olympics. Who's like you know big at Wimbledon? I'm sure he's won it a few times, and he's also playing in the Olympics, which is just kind of weird seeing him in both places. But there he is. And I think did he get knocked out today? I think he did. Or he, yeah, it was it was for the bronze medal, and he lost and he got a bit angry, as tennis players often do. They're a very angry bunch. They're always like grunting and all that and throwing the tennis rackets about. But in this particular game, he, he was really aggressive with his, his tennis racket. And he when he lost, he properly threw it down on the ground and was like Ugh! in rage. Imagine how it would have felt to be that poor racket. Well, I say imagine. You might not actually have to because I have the tennis racket on the phone right now. Good afternoon, Tennis Racket. Tennis uh, Racket. Hello, Alec, thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Absolute pleasure to have you here. So first of all, just, uh, just you know, we don't really know much about you. What, What is your, your actual formal name, uh, Tennis Racket?
3: Uh, my name is Stephen. Uh,
2: Stephen, the Tennis Racket. Well, a pleasure to have you on the show, Stephen. Welcome, welcome. So how did you, how did you become an Olympic tennis racket?
3: Well, uh, I started from a very young age. Obviously it takes a lot of training, a lot of practice. My parents were very supportive actually. They knew that I had it in me to be an Olympic tennis racket. If only I applied myself and worked really hard. So um, yeah, I've been practicing since about six. And so when I got the call up to this year's Olympics in Tokyo, I was just, so so happy. It was a dream come true. Wow,
2: well, I had no idea that uh, it meant so much to people to be Olympic tennis rackets. So, um, here's a question: I'm sure you've you've played with a lot of a lot of famous people over the years. Who have you been held by in Olympic tennis games?
3: Uh, well, uh, obviously, Novak today. But in the past, I've been held by Roger Federer, by Serena Williams, and Venus Williams. Tell you what, Venus has got a much tighter grip than Serena. was quite painful, actually. Um, I've been held by Andy Murray a few times before as well. That was a, He was lovely. Absolutely lovely. Really down-to-earth guy. He was, he was great. And I got to meet his mum afterwards as well, and that was a proper treat.
2: But yeah, I've, I've been held by a lot of big tennis stars over the years. Wow, that's really that's really cool. You're clearly big in the the tennis racket game. Aim. Oh, will Stop it! No, no, no. Okay, well, it, it sure sounds sure sounds like you're quite a big deal. Um, so let's 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 go on to today then. The match today. Let's talk about it. Okay. So you're playing with Novak Djokovic. Um, how, how far in advance were you, were you made aware that you were, you were playing with no- uh, Novak?
3: Well, they, uh, they released the schedules a couple of days in advance actually, so uh, I knew on uh, Thursday that I'd be playing today at the Olympics with Novak.
2: And have you ever played with him before?
3: No, this was the uh, first time actually.
2: So what were you, what you were expecting when you went into the game? Well, I I don't know. I've seen
3: him play before, obviously. And he's got quite an aggressive playing style. But he's a very very talented tennis player. And I thought that he would pull it out of the bag and win the match.
2: So when did it become apparent that that might not happen, that it wasn't going his way?
3: It was from the start, really. You could just tell. He wasn't quite on form. He was missing balls he'd normally get. His serves weren't quite right. And, you know, I did all I could. But at the end of the day, a good workman never blames to their tools.
2: That is very, very wise words. So, could you feel him getting frustrated? Was anything said to you during the game?
3: I mean, look, it is very normal in the heat of the game for tennis players to have a few stern words with their rackets. You know, maybe a few uh, four-letter words, <laughs> but um, it's all, you know, it's all bygones by the end of the match. But um, yeah, he was getting quite frustrated. He was being very rude, very very personal actually, which I've never had before. He said I was very highly strung, and he said um, that I wasn't worthy of being an Olympic tennis racket, which really hurt my feelings actually.
2: So it, it does sound like he, he really wasn't that nice to you. So, I mean, tell us about the moment. We've all seen the footage.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously the game the game ended. He saw that he'd lost, he was just really angry at me. He called me a, a four-letter word that started with C, and then he just threw me on the ground. And I, I totally wasn't expecting it. I'm not used to being treated like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And uh, so, I mean, was it painful? Oh, yes, oh, it, it,
3: it killed. I'm amazed not to have broken a string. It was, it was a horrible experience, really hurts. I'm scratched now and I just felt totally, totally humiliated and abused. It was not acceptable behavior.
2: Right, and if you could say anything to Novak right now, what would you say to him?
3: I would say, control your temper, respect the tennis rackets you're using, and um, I would like an apology
2: well you heard it on wizard radio exclusively novak Djokovic's tennis racket would like an apology from novak Djokovic for being smashed on the floor earlier um stephen thank you very much for coming on the show
3: thank you very much for having me
2: okay okay all the best out bye 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 there we go a tennis racket that's played in the olympics on this show what a day what a day right Coming up next, hopefully, if we're lucky, the collapse of civilization. But first, Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. This is Industry Baby on Wizard Radio. The absolute legend that is Lil Nas X with Jack Harlow, who I'll be honest, I haven't heard of. He sounds like someone who was like in the year above you at school. That is Industry Baby on Wizard Radio. Have you heard what Jack Harlow's done? That, that's what I'm getting from his name. Anyway, it's Alec Felben on Wizard Radio. Hello. Beer coming up and Central C. And obviously, what's going on before the end of the show at five. But now, um, this story, you've probably seen it, a lot of people have been sharing it actually, about the UK and Ireland apparently being in the top five nations who are most likely to survive the collapse of civilization. That's what they've worked out, that when society ends in a few decades due to climate breakdown and all sorts of other things population growth, limited resources. Basically, everything will go wrong. The economy will collapse, international trade agreements, finance, it'll all all go down the drain basically. And it will all be terrible and miserable. And it'll be horrible, but they've worked out there are five countries that will maintain civilization the best when everything goes horribly wrong. New Zealand, the UK, Ireland, Iceland, and Australia. We're in the top five. So, I mean, well done, everybody. Well done. Um, What a surprise that it's all nations, except Iceland, that (laughs) the UK at some point has colonised. Weird that. Um, I don't really know what my point is there. I'm not saying (laughs) the UK colonising them is good. I'm saying what a shocker that they're they're all the ones that will somehow be all right, convenient. But anyway, um, they're in the top five. And a lot of people have quite rightfully said, are you for real? Like, have you seen the people in the UK? Do you really think they're going to be cool with the societal collapse? Someone pointing out that when KFC ran out of chicken a couple of years ago, everybody started phoning the police. Um, I am reminded of just last year when people started hoarding toilet roll because I don't really know why, <laughs> they just did. But apparently we're all going to survive the collapse of civilization i do not believe that for one second cannot see it happening because i know what the population of the uk are like i know how they behave in stressful situations i know what they vote for and it's just not not happening is it and i would like to collect sort of a dossier if you will of evidence to prove that the uk can absolutely not withstand the collapse of global civilization so is there anything Either that you've seen or that you're a member or you've experienced. When things have gone like a little bit wrong, a minor inconvenience, and your response or someone else's response has just been completely disproportionate and proves conclusively that we are really not surviving the collapse of civilization in the UK. We can't even survive that. How can we survive the end of life as we know it? I don't think we can. So what evidence have you got? What's what's happened that makes you think no? absolutely no way we are surviving this it's a minor inconvenience that people have responded to completely disproportionately that completely proves the point that if the world ends we're all doomed (laughs) a nice cheerful question for you this afternoon happy saturday everyone so you crack on with that my number is 07807 538 on socials at wiz radio twitter instagram facebook.com wizard radio if you want to find some there and on the emails, it's station at wizardradio.co.uk. Please, I love it when you get involved with the show. I really, really do. It makes me so happy. So send us a message uh, on the subject of prove to me that the human race in the United Kingdom is not surviving the collapse of civilization. That's the question. If you can prove that we we will survive, I mean, you know, I don't want to be too pessimistic. You can send that to me as well. I just I don't think there's any proof that we could. Coming up, central seat and now i'm gonna play you beer featuring Nicki minaj it's a new song called whole lot of money and i know Nicki Nicki minaj is like really famous in that but how much do you really know about her like really if someone were to offer you a 60 second guide with loads of totally accurate information about Nicki minaj you wouldn't say no would you exactly here it is
1: alex totally accurate definitely not made up 60 second guide
2: Nicola Aldry Menagerie is a rapper known for her many alter egos, as well as just being plain old Nikki. In her songs, she plays the characters of Cookie, Cronut, Hungover Barbie, Theresa May, Pound Shop Queen, and Professor Chris Whitty. She's known for all of her characters conversing between themselves in the songs, even though she's the one doing all of the voices. In that regard, she's a bit like Eddie Murphy. That's where she took the inspiration from when she watched Big Mama's House 1 and 2. She's known for being very outspoken, actually, and it often gets her into trouble. She's got beef with a wide range of celebrities, that include Iggy Azalea, Snoop Dogg, Paul Rudd, Scarlett Moffat, and even Harry Hill. The song Itty Bitty Piggy is supposedly a diss track about Kerry, former member of the band Atomic Kitten. Even though we're currently experiencing this trend of millionaires using their money to build rockets and go to space, Nicki Minaj, she was well ahead of the curve. She bought a Starship and went to the moon in about 2011, way before Musk or Bezos even cared about space travel. And that is Nicki Minaj in 60 seconds.
1: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the
2: fun from a safe distance. Miles is on about 15 minutes time. Uh, Before that, we're talking about the collapse of civilization. Has it happened already? I mean, some would argue, but no, it hasn't. But if it does, the UK, Ireland, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Iceland, top five countries that will survive. I dispute this massively. There is no way the UK is surviving the collapse of civilization, not with a population like ours and even the fact that when I was at the shops, I was literally the only person wearing a mask the other day. We're not surviving anything, are we? No, realistically, it's not happening. And I have further proof here. I have proof thanks to Charlotte. Charlotte's saying, I was in Tesco the other week, one of the little ones on like a high street at Tesco Express. And there was this massive fuss being kicked about nothing. This woman's trying to buy one of those multipacks of Walker's crisps. And how do I know this? because Tesco's had run out of multi-packs of Walker's crisps and this woman was outraged. I thought there was going to be a full-on fight between her and the person who worked there because they didn't have any in the back either. There was literally no multi-packs of Walker's crisps anywhere. Got very tense. She ended up dropping her basket and walking out. Overreaction, much. All right, Novak Djokovic, chill out. You don't need to drop your basket. Calm down. They're only crisps. And also, I know this is probably heresy to a lot of people. But is there really that much of a difference between, say, a multi-pack of Walker's crisps and a multi-pack of, like, Tesco's own brand crisps? Not really. There isn't really, is there? They're quite similar. You don't... If you can't get the Walker's, it's not the end of the world. There are other crisps you can buy. Or, here's an idea. What if instead of buying a multi-pack, you just buy two bags of ready salted, two bags of cheese and onion, two bags of salt and vinegar from the the meal deal? I know that would probably work out more expensive, but if you're really that desperate, surely you'd be willing to pay above the odds for it instead of just storming off. you see this is exactly what I'm talking about the British people we cannot handle minor inconveniences there is absolutely no way we're surviving the collapse of society Henry says the other day I was in the car with my mum the car in front of us was driving very recklessly I don't know how to drive yet but you could tell something was wrong because the driver kept getting really close to the curb and then swerving into the middle of the lane yeah yeah that, that does sound a bit like they're not very good at driving I think you don't need to drive to be able to tell that Um, Henry continues all of a sudden we saw literal sparks because the driver had got so close to the curb that he'd clipped it then the guy pulls over, gets out the car, looks at his wheel and starts throwing his arms in the air in pure anger. It was arms in the air level of anger. That's huge. All because he didn't know how to drive. Who was he mad at? <laughs> he was the one that couldn't drive. <laughs> That's genuinely made me laugh. <laughs> That's so funny. Who does that? Who gets out of their... Extendate of their life. Who gets so angry that they literally wave their hands around in the air like a cartoon character? character, like that farmer in Shaun the Sheep. He does that, he, he's, a, he's made of clay. Real people do not stick their hands up in the air going, I'm so angry, only cartoons do that. Who does that in real life? This guy apparently, that's so funny. <laughs> that whole story has made, made me laugh a lot. It's the image of them swerving all over the pavement, clipping the curb and the sparks, and them getting out and be like, oh, look what I've done. Oh, oh man. I'm tired. I'm too tired for this. That's really funny, though. Thank you, Henry, for making my day. That's brilliant. And Gracie as well. I don't know how we'll top that message, but Gracie says, I'm going to have to rat out one of my friends for this one. A load of us went into a restaurant last week to celebrate leaving school and all that. Uh, We ordered, got our food, but then the people who worked at the restaurant forgot to give us our lemonades. That was cool, we asked them for them and eventually they did bring us the drinks and apologised when the bill came. My friend was outraged that they dare charge us for drinks that they delivered late and we drunk. I'm writing this in caps to convey how angry she was. The drinks were eventually removed from the bill, but only after a literal argument over some lemonade. Too much, too much. Oh, no, 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 Gracie, Gracie, Gracie. That friend, cut her out, she's a Karen. She's asked to talk to the manager. She's complained that she didn't get something for free because they briefly forgot to bring it to you. Like, leave it out. They forgot to bring you their drinks. They didn't give you food poisoning. That's, that's not something I would ever expect. Like, no, 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 no. That is too karen But But that, that proves my point exactly. We're not surviving the end of days. We are not surviving societal collapse. We're not surviving catastrophic climate change, even though maybe geographically we're set up for it. Our people will ruin it because we're all too stupid and we can't handle even the minorest of inconveniences. This is my proof. See, I told you, I told you. And everything you've said to me this afternoon has basically backed me up. So there is a very cheerful thought. We're all doomed, but we kind of need that anyway, right? Coming up next, we will find out what's going on. But first, this is Willow, Avril Levine, and Grow on Wizard Radio. Oh, that's good. Willow and Avril Levine. Lovely to have Avril Lavigne back in the charts with Grow on Wizard Radio. That's featuring Travis Barker as well. I'm Alec Feldman, this is Wizard Radio, and it's time for... What's going on? Every week, I play you a confusing audio clip. It's some sounds of something happening that I've taken from a video that I found on the internet. But what is actually happening in said video, that is for you to work out. Um, This week, the clip sounds like this. So what's, what's going on there then? It sounds like there's some kind of motorized vehicle that is approaching and getting closer. But other than that, can't really work it out and your guesses have been coming in as they do every week and i thank you for that and we've got a message from tom he says is this an outtake from one of those bbc bite size clips that we get shown at school this sounds to me like an outtake from a geography clip of a tractor <laughs> driving backwards and forwards on a farm i think it's as simple as that a tractor from bbc bite size <laughs> you think so the, the, this is a tractor going backwards and forwards Does sound a bit farm-like, yeah, yeah. But it's not. You are incorrect. There is no tractor involved. Like I said, it's it must be a motorized vehicle, but it's not the motorized vehicle that you suggested. It's not a tractor. Um, but thank you very much for your guess. Who else have we got? We've got Yasmin. Yasmin says this clip reminds me of something that happened to me during this week. So. I was driving with my mum on a road. There was a machine. It looked like a tractor, but according to my mum, it was a combine harvester. I don't I don't know the difference. Um, it was one of them, but it was on the road as if it was a car. It blew my mind. I'm wondering if the clip is of that because it sounds very similar. Uh, so Yasmin thinks it's the combine harvester that she saw the other day. Um, it's not. You are incorrect. Why is everyone suggesting farm things? We've had a tractor, we've had a combine harvester, but um, it's not a combine harvester either. But yeah, that's what happens in the countryside. They they just, tractors just drive around like the cars and they hold everyone up. That's why I don't go to the countryside very often because I mean, but for, for many other reasons as well, but that's one of them. You get stuck behind tractors and stuff. But no, it's not a tractor. Everyone thinks it's a farm thing, but it's not a tractor or a combine harvester. Mitchell's been on as well. How is... Is this for real? Does everyone have this, like, weird sense for what a tractor sounds like that I just don't because I grew up in Northwest London? Mitchell says, is this a new remix of Tractor, the classic Rex 3-2 song? No. No, it is not. (laughs) There are no tractors involved in what's going on this week. You are miles away. Literally miles away. Everyone has got this completely wrong, which, although I'm pretending to be angry about it I'm actually very happy because I like it when you all get it completely wrong it makes it more fun for me so not a soul has come close so I'll tell you what the clip is this week it is very short and first when it starts you see a woman running by some water but then as she's running she gets overtaken by a man running this man is wearing a headband and some shorts and some trainers and nothing else and he is running as well but he's running on a treadmill. And the treadmill is on wheels. So when he runs, he's powering the treadmill that has like an engine <laughs> that then also moves forward. So he's running on a treadmill, but also moving forward in real life because the treadmill's moving. Are you confused? Yeah, a little bit. But the video is just of him <laughs> overtaking this woman running. <laughs> so that is the what's going on for this week. Have a listen to that and just imagine a man topless running on a treadmill that is also on wheels and moving. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Uh, it's the treadmill guy. Because you can hear her footsteps in the background, can't you? They're like, constant noise. Those are her footsteps. She's running. So... There you go. That is the answer to what's going on this week. It's a man on a treadmill with wheels. Nobody got it right. It's not a tractor. So I guess that means I win. Well done to me. I will feel very smug for the rest of the day now. Thank you for listening to the show. My time with you is done for this week, but we'll do it again next Saturday, 3 till 5pm. And if you've missed any of it, there is always Alec Feldman, the podcast, available wherever, whenever you would like to hear this show. It's the whole show basically without the song, so... Go enjoy it if that's your thing. Miles Bikorski coming up next on Wizard Radio after I play you a song from Billie Eilish's brand new album. This is Happier Than Ever on Wizard Radio.
1: There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?